There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey, thanks for hanging out. Hour three, Lori and Julia here on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. Streaming at MyTalk1071.com, also on the MyTalk app, and reminding you of MyTalk's Neighborhood Rebuilding Fund. We're benefiting, this is all benefiting minority-owned businesses on Lake Street in Minneapolis, in the Midway and Frogtown neighborhoods in St. Paul. We're fundraising for the Neighborhood Development Center. We're doing it with the help of partners like Comfort Matters, Heating and Cooling, Chris Lindahl, Real Estate, Plunkett's Pest Control, and you. Learn how you can donate at mytalk1071.com, keyword neighbors. Very easy to do. So many matching funds. Your dollars really go a long way. So go donate. Thank you, Holly. Oh my gosh! I'm looking at a picture of Shaletta and her family. They're already they already have their RV. Nice from Camping World. It's on Bring Me the News. Yeah, it kind of looks like my dad's big old RV. You know where it's got the living. So much fun. They are. They're so much fun traveling by an RV. Yeah. Oh gosh, I love it. And she said uh, the first stop is they're going to Houston to see her 99 year old grandmother who was out marching. Last week with the George Floyd protests, oh, and she's—I'm so glad. Got to get the kids there before she goes home to glory. <laughs> I love that, and you know we have to thank um, Don Davidson and oh. Sears Imported Autos. They are a matching sponsor today for the MyTalk Neighborhood Rebuilding Fund. They had um, guaranteed fifteen hundred dollars, but when we were talking to him, he committed another fifteen hundred dollars. So we want to thank oh, Sears Imported Auto. So nice, and we are up to twenty-one thousand four hundred ten. Dollars and every little bit helps because Lori, you said one dollar brings back twenty eight into the community that that business is in, which is just amazing. Mm-hmm. So ten dollars to whatever, and people mm-hmm. have been extremely generous. Generous. We want to thank Westdale Floral, Amy, Jan, Martha. A lot of people donating. Dennis, Kathy, Melissa, Mary. So thanks everyone for donating. It's so easy to do- donate. You just go to my talk. 1071, type in keyword neighbor. It's simple to donate and quick, and every little bit helps. That's right. All right, so uh, making the switch to Hollywood. So Hollywood is, you know, slowly getting back to work. Yes. We've gotten some award show news. Here's um, Chris Connell from GMA just giving us kind of the 411 and uh, talking about the 2021 Oscars. Um, Yesterday were announced that they were... Uh, going to be in April, April 25th. Donnie sent me a text. Of course, I didn't read it till last night. And he's like, you know, the Oscars used to mm-hmm. be in April for many, many years. So, like he knew the time period. And I'm like, damn, I need to read this four hours ago. But I think Chris Connell has it in his report about what this is, what Hollywood and the impact of the award season with COVID-19. 
The Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences announcing that because of concerns over the pandemic's effects, it's pushing back the date of the upcoming Academy Awards on ABC two months to April 25th, 2021. There's nothing new about the Academy Awards in April, which is when it often aired from 1959 into the 1980s, and during that period was delayed on two separate occasions. 1981 saw the Oscars postponed a day following the shooting of President Reagan. In 1968, the assassination of Dr. Martin Luther King led the Academy to put off its ceremony until after his funeral. Recipients who'd honor Dr. King and his message included Best Actor Rod Steiger. Thank you, and we shall overcome. So they're just talking about, and then the BAFTAs announced that they were moving back. Um, we remember, like, we, it was, March. It was always, it in felt March. like for March. And it then was they March. wanted, everyone just kept moving up to be first, to be first, to be first, and expedite. No, that was the Academy that yeah. did that. They started well, it. To move up, to be closer to all the other awards and, and award show fatigue happened so big time this past year because they were all within a week of each other it felt like yeah because it used yeah. to be more you know the Spread golden out. globes and then the sag awards and then it would be the super bowl and the grammy it didn't used to have to be that you did all of this um campaigning, campaigning. it right. just was we gave awards to the people who deserved them not who bought the most well, not ads. Not necessarily. Dude, you know what I mean. Yeah, I know. I know. There wasn't the campaign. That's Harvey Weinstein That's, brought us yes. that. But um, anyway, the Academy also, you know, they loosened the rules about streaming and streaming only because I think a lot of 2020 movies are that is going to be the thing. I mean, I think of the five bloods, you know, that mm-hmm. every a lot of people are watching that. Here's a you haven't watched it all of it yet. I haven't Julia, but. It. Here's an Easter egg nugget for you about um, the five bloods. I would have only known, I wouldn't have known this if Vulture hadn't have told me. But Spike Lee named his characters in that movie, the living guys who go back to Vietnam. Mm-hmm. They're all named after the Temptations. Are mm. they really? Yes. Oh, okay, that is. Isn't that, I mean, there's so many there's so many references in that movie. It's incredible. I think that the son mentions that in the movie, saying that his name when he's talking to the French woman. Okay, that he is named after a temptation. Yeah, but each of them, Otis, Melville, Paul, Eddie, and David, and then they're the guy that um, Chadwick Boseman plays, Norman. He shares the name with the producer of that movie, Norman Whitfield. So, but there really are. A lot of um, there's a lot of just really references to pop culture throughout the movie and, and other to histories and, and yeah. all kinds of stuff. So um, anyway, and then SAG AFTRA issued a do not work work order for production on Scott Bale and Christy Swanson are making a movie called Courting Mom and Dad. If that just doesn't sound terrible, oh. um, but they issued a do not work order. The labor union stepped in. Because they're not following COVID-19 mm-hmm. regulations and they're not following regulations as it relates to probably the kids of mom and dad, probably played by Scott Bayo and Christy Swanson. So they all SAG after members, they cannot um, do any services. They can't accept any employment from the production until further notice. It is a violation of global rule one and it, you will be disciplined. There you go. It's, uh, yeah, anyway, doesn't that movie just sound bad? Mm-hmm. 
Okay, I have to tell you a movie I finally watched this weekend. I watched Knives Out. Ah. And the whodunit kind of Agatha Christie style movie um, with Daniel Craig being a Southern detective. Mm -hmm. That kind of his draw grew on you a little. He was the weakest part of that movie. But here, okay, so and I have never really, this Anna DeArmas, who's Ben Affleck's girlfriend from Cuba, who's 31 years old. And the best dress at the Golden Globes. She is so gorgeous on the big screen. Mm-hmm. Wow. But did you like the movie? I loved the movie. Yeah, I, I loved the movie. Uh-huh. I thought it was so fun. I loved all of it. But I just, she's so amazing, and she just looks so young, and I'm thinking, you're with old Ben Affleck. Well, she's 32. Yeah, I know. I she's so lovely. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously Ben thinks so. Yeah. She was nominated for at least a Golden Globe for her performance in mm-hmm. that movie. It was good. Yeah, it I, is I good thought movie. that was really fun. Um, by the way, Amber Heard, we've got oh, a couple tell, of juicy please, stories about please her. Please get to the okay. So okay. I'm dying. Now she's Johnny Depp's ex-wife. That's right. Uh-huh. And she's got there's uh she's involved with two well, actually just one. Johnny Depp is suing a London tabloid for calling him a wife abuser, and then he's suing Amber Heard in U.S. court for violating her NDA when she wrote an op-ed about she knows what it's like to, to be abused. Abu- to be abused, and mm-hmm. he's saying that that has Defamation caused him great, yes. yeah. So loss and, of income and loss of jobs in the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. So her legal team has changed. Her key lawyers have left. Citing travel and virus-related issues. The travel issue is that they're in L.A. The case is in Virginia. It's costing too much money to travel back and forth. And I'm thinking... They just want it out. This is a perfect excuse not to represent her. I guess. they. I mean, uh, say... They they said it was endorsed by the actress. Maybe she doesn't want to pay their tickets. Oh. You know, to go there and everything else. And uh, she's got a, another lawyer licensed in Virginia who's right there who's going to represent her going forward. So, what do you guys that make seems, of that? Well, that just seems weak. Okay. Hollywood, if it, if yeah. it's a big case, and we're talking it's for $50 million or $25 million, $50 million. It's a big case. And to cite travel, a ticket from L.A. <laughs> to Virginia, that's so weak. Agreed. Ba- mm. Basically, what they're saying is we're done. We don't want to represent her anymore. And um, she had to pick up a a new attorney. A local Virginia-based trial lawyer. Right. But talk about the change.org thing that people are signing because no one likes her. Well. They don't want her to play an Aquaman, too. Yes, I know. So why are you not telling me? I this? don't Do you know, know that part oh, of the story. Okay, I so here, here's what. I was just like more that and oh. the fact that she was also rumored to be chasing after Chanum ah. after she and Johnny broke up. Because, you know, Johnny basically accused her of sleeping with Elon Musk. Yep. Yep. He also thought she was sleeping with whoever she did that terrible movie that didn't even get released. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Lilies and, of the... And also with James Franco, she was hanging out that's with right. him. That's right. That's right. And in the elevator, the next day or the night that she accused Johnny... Of abusing her. Yeah. Was well, it? Johnny Depp in his divorce papers, he did uh, he did name Elon Musk. As the one of the reasons. Yeah. As the cheating source. Okay, so there's a petition 
to drop Amber Heard from Aquaman 2. It nears a half of million signatures. That's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. To, people want her out of the plan Aquaman 2. She was set to reprise her role role as Mira. I never saw Aquaman. I am really deeply disgusted with myself that I didn't because to see Jason Momoa slaying things underwater, I can't believe I missed it. It's picked up steam and the goal is 500,000 signatures, but it's up to 250,000 signatures. Oh my word. Well, the rumor about Chanum, wouldn't we have heard that when they were in Magic Mike? Because they were in that movie Magic Mike, that movie. I Remember forgot she about was it in, that. in like the third one XXL or something. Was yes. she in the original? Okay, yeah, XXL. I feel like we would have heard something. What's the status on Channing Tatum and Jesse J? They're, they're done. They're done. They're done. Yes, yeah. they just went. They missed each other. They missed the sex, and then thought, well, we were in each other's bubble. We're horny, we're, and Let's we get can back together. We're COVID appropriate, right? No one will judge us. And then they got back together, and they realized outside of the be- outside of sex, they had nothing to say. Lori, is that what it is? Sometimes. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want to live in L.A. He doesn't want to live in London. So he's All, just oh, got to keep taking out the And she wasn't in the age group that she had to worry about her flower. Wait, I got a quote from yesterday. <laughs> she didn't have to worry about the good and the bad news for women um, at a certain age who haven't had sex for a, a long time. Um, you need to have some action to keep everything plump and juicy, according to you yesterday in my <laughs> No, that's true. <laughs> the inside and the outside. That's right. Ask any doctor. That's right. <laughs> that's right. And you, she's probably not struggling from a lack of sleep and bad memory. The other two, things that happen when you don't have sex. The real kind. The, the inside kind. kind. That's right. That was from yesterday's Sex Monday. If anyone wants to <sighs> listen to the replay from yesterday. You gave us a nice tutorial. Thank you, Julia. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll be right back with uh, our uh, Dirt Alert with Holly. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert, Dirt Alert. Okay, Holly. <laughs> All right. So we're going to circle back with a story that we briefly touched on during today's show. Jimmy Kimmel did announce that he's going to return to host the 72nd Annual Emmy Awards. These are going to be taking place on ABC. It's set for Sunday, September 20th at 7 p.m. Jimmy's hosting, Jimmy's producing. Besides that, we have no information about the Emmys. So they're doing that thing that a lot of people are doing right now where they're just they're putting it out there, putting a deadline and then kind of seeing how things go as to whether or not the show, how the show is going to look, what's going to be happening, you know, all that kind of stuff. He's good at, at, his show is good. He knows how to produce, you know, virtually. I'm sure it'll be great. Yeah, he said, I don't know where we're going to do this or how how we will do this or even why we're doing this. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. This, But we're doing this and I'm hosting it. Mm-hmm. So there he goes. All right. Jimmy Kimmel. All right. Let's get to a little royal gossip. This coming from the Sun tabloid in the U.K., They're saying that Prince William has been, quote, 
keeping tabs on his brother Harry in the United States via low-key and casual Zoom chats. Well, I believe that. I mean, what's what's more interesting is that we are seeing the last days of Queen Elizabeth's reign be... She's not even going to... No, but... Yeah, I know. Just there's just going out with a whimper. And I really wish that she would have... I don't know why her people haven't had her make a statement about Black Lives Matter and just, I mean, because think about the the British, the colonial, the colonization. I mean, I don't understand why they haven't made any kind of an attempt to make her look in touch. Yeah, because as we have seen, there have been massive protests in London, massive Black Lives Matter protests, people taking down statues of uh, colonialists, of people who were slave owners and, and taking those down. You know, you're right. The Queen Elizabeth has not to my knowledge, hasn't made any kind of formal statement whatsoever. Nothing. And I'm like, don't her people uh, want her to look? It shouldn't be this hard. to. It makes her yeah. look like an out-of-touch yeah, person. And it's like, I don't understand why Charles isn't doing something, why they're so afraid to do it. I guess it would be because then they'd have to acknowledge how awfully mean they were to Meghan and Harry. Well, sure. Maybe, maybe that's, that's it. it. Well, I mean, I don't it. know. I think also, to us, I... <laughs> Them making a statement because the royal family and the idea of the British monarchy is deeply entrenched in colonization, in imperialism, yeah, in, yeah. in all of these things. They just look so that, tone deaf. Yeah, they yeah. look tone deaf. And I think that they're probably, I mean, I'm only speculating, but that they, they're well, they're kind of part of the problem and they have been throughout history. So yeah. how how are they going to address a very, I suppose, existential question for them? Um, it would be uh, so easy for her to just do course. it. I yeah, mean, she'd yeah. be able to do it, and she's not thinking about it, and they just keep giving us stories that she's missing Royal Ascot, and she's riding around the grounds of her Windsor with the horse, and what her brooch meant at Trooping the Color. I'm like, could you people just <laughs> yeah, put out something? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, because she did make a statement on COVID-19. Yes, and it and was global very pandemic. welcome. Yes, it was. Yes, so we know that queen is the Queen is capable of making this statement yet no one is actually making the statement all right so so we're getting stories like this in the sun Mm -hmm. keeping tabs is their words i mean i think they might just be talking because they're brothers absolutely (laughs) i don't know the keeping tab part not so sure uh moving on from that the next selection in oprah's book club in case you were what is it it is a book called deacon king kong and it's by the author james mcbride oprah announced this on cbs this morning and so if you want to read the next selection, go and get yourself a copy of the book. The winner of the National Book Award. He, um, yeah, I'm trying to think of his other book that he wrote um, that was so good. It was like maybe four years ago. So uh, the setting of the book is... It's, the Good Lord Bird. That the, was his book that he wrote like maybe five or six right. years ago. That was an amazing book. Well, this book is set in a housing project in 60s Brooklyn, and it starts with a crime. Sport coat, 
is the character a moonshine loving church deacon shoots a local drug dealer in broad daylight and the book deals with the ensuing chaos among the complex characters in the neighborhood from different perspectives so that's a timely timely story yeah that's what oprah said she said of her book choice it comes at a time during which our collective hearts are being broken again and again by the images of violence against black people oprah did note that she made this selection long before uh, the murder of george floyd but that it offers a thoughtful and necessary reflection on race in America. So go check out that book. Uh, We'll just uh, move on over here to former Hill star Adrena Patridge, her ex-husband filing for child support after losing his job due to COVID-19. He is accusing her of not following details of their custody agreement. This guy named Corey Bohan has filed for this in Orange County. He said he can't work because of COVID-19. He's a bartender. So things are not all well in that relationship. Yeah. yeah. And finally, The Voice announced their uh, cast. Oh, I still got a minute left. Never mind. The Voice, they announced their hosts for the upcoming fall season. NBC seems like they're pretty much moving forward with your regularly scheduled programming this fall. Gwen Stefani, Blake Shelton, John Legend, and Kelly, Kelly Clarkson are going to be back hosting. When was the last time that anyone watched The Voice? Yeah, not, I never Crickets. Crickets. Yeah, because I don't, I don't yeah. like the format. I don't like when you have to do it Zoom. Oh, right. The stay I don't home like stuff. It. Yeah, I yeah. don't. It's not. But you never watch The Voice anyway. But let's be real. Okay. Cat <laughs> Perkins. It's and, a safe and, space. And, right, which was like eight years and, ago. Um, and our guy Nicholas. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And f- oh, okay. Now, finally, Julia, you brought this to our attention a couple of weeks ago. We want to remind everyone it's airing tonight. That's the documentary May West, yes. Dirty Blonde, on yes. Channel Two. On Channel Two. That's on tonight. Uh, I think that after it debuts on PBS, you'll be able to stream it on their website. So go watch it. Go watch May West. She's fabulous. Yeah, I can't. I take this. I'm, I DVR'd I'm looking it, forward. too. We'll I talk about it tomorrow if we can get to it. All right, kids. Listen, we'll be back. We got the study of duh coming up. All right, we're at $21,485 for the Neighborhood Development Center and our Neighborhood Rebuilding Fund. Thank you to Sears Imported Auto for giving us $3,000 today. Doubling their donation, their matching funds. And we don't have that in there yet. So anyway, yeah, we're in two days, we are over half of the $40,000 goal. So that's really amazing. It's amazing. Thank you, everybody. So Tish, Lacey, Westdale Floral, just thanks. A lot, a lot of people donating. 223 people, Jules. That's awesome. I know. It's it is awesome. Really Every good. little bit helps. Okay, so the study of duh... Well, I'll let you guys guess what it is. Isolated seniors miss what from their loved ones more than anything else? Hugs. The hugs, the hugs, the hugs. It's serious, people. Because you talked about it even yesterday with relationships. Yeah. um, So this was uh, 2,000 um, people were surveyed. Half of the study group was people over 65. And... um, 57% 57% said they can't wait to hug a loved one as soon as it's considered safe to do so. Now, I have seen, and they've done this on morning shows, and they had a story in the Pioneer Press and the Star Tribune that about hugging. It's that, key. Well, but you, that there is a way to hug Without, if you can see some, but it's hugging 
With your face turned Turn in a different direction, direction, wearing masks, you can do it. And all of that. But a lot of people that might be in, like, assisted living or something like that, no one is even allowed to come in. Right. So I think those really... restrictions are being lessened a little bit. Thank Maybe. Goodness. But that's that's what they miss. Then they miss their freedom, getting in their car and, you know, running around. Then their families and then their old routines. And 91% of people saying... Staying in touch and being in better touch with family and friends has been the key to getting through these three or four months, however long it's been. And um, 87% say, listen, it's self-care, too, Mm -hmm. taking care of yourself. And technology is keeping people from losing their minds, 72%. Only 17% of people are doing snail mail, mailing cards. To stay in touch. We're past that. Not me. No, I, all right, but I'm just saying for... Um... There is something that there was... It was in the Star Tribune this weekend about letter writing. that the, oh. the anticipation, even kids like getting something in the mail. Who doesn't except for when it's a hate letter? Right. I mean, I love a hand. How I, long are you going to carry that I just hate letter said it. pain in your heart? I just said it for a quick second because everybody maybe, is, I don't know, but there is something. But I'm telling you, a but good old get, hug is everything. Yeah. Anyway. So, people, what are they most looking forward to? Well, life. Restaurants, music, your friends, concerts, plays, yes, theater. All of that. Yeah. I mean, just bar. like it, things outside of. We could have done this study and I, just come it, up it, with it. The it was, yes. Hence why it's yes. in the, segment. the study. Of death. Okay. Now here, this is an interesting uh, study and it was, it was published in the proceedings of the Royal Society Biological Sciences. Okay. Those guys. Those guys. Mm-hmm. So. Would you say that we're all hyper aware of every cough, sneeze, and sniffle around us? Beyond. Yep. Okay. Like beyond. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this is a study from the University of Michigan that wanted to figure out, are people accurate when it comes to picking up on legitimate illnesses based on the sounds that people are making since people are so hyper paranoid about this right now? And even before COVID-19, researchers say people have always been inclined to assume someone is really sick after hearing a simple cough or sneeze. In reality, many times it's nothing more than a tickle of the throat mm-hmm. or a sneeze that you're sneezes triggered. Sneezes you can't. Yeah, Sneezing yeah, yeah. feels allergies or anything. A sneeze is hard, but a cough, like if it's a deep, oh, I mean, you can tell when someone, I think. Okay. Yeah, they're you, a side eye a little bit. You guys <laughs> are, are, are we about wrong? to be proven wrong. That's oh right. Oh, my gosh. The more disgusting we perceive a sound to be, like you just said, that you just described what you considered a disgusting deep, that you know well, right I, away what I, it is. If I had it, I would feel like I'm super sick. The more likely we are to attribute the disgusting sound to be an infection or illness. And they found... No evidence really that people can reliably say what the threat is from a cough or a sneeze sound, even though people are damn certain they can. So that's uh, really surprising to me because you know a regular cough, but you know a deep bronchial cough. Here's what the researcher said. Okay. Most people overperceive. Okay, that's fair. 
and that the average participant, they had four different experiments. And they You've done people, this with me with my seizures. Julia, that's so well, you, wet. You do wet out loud. And, In my elbow. But they're very splatter sounding, and I'm completely <laughs> disgusted. Do you see I don't perception? think you're sick, though. I just okay. think it's disgusting that, I that sneeze you're such that a big, hearty man sneezer. I, Oh gosh, because it like it's just like Casey. I'm sure you're gonna say yes. Well, I can't help it. It's so okay. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so they had people do a series of coughs and sneeze. Yeah, and some of the people were really sick, and some people weren't. And all four experiments that they did at the University of Michigan yielded absolutely zero evidence that we can make any distinction what anyone is suffering from at any given time. In fact, the average participant only guessed correctly four times out of ten. Really? So it just, people naturally associate sounds they perceive to be disgusting with illness, but the research team said people should not jump to to a diagnosis based on a cough or a sneeze alone, but people are now... Embarrassed to sneeze. I would agree in public. Like I had to sneeze. I went to Bernard's to find Bernard's or Menards. Bernard's to find my dad mirror shine oh. torque detail for his motorcycle. Okay, Lori, <laughs> it's Father's Day, right? I'm desperate, and so I asked him for ideas. So I go to Menards right. this morning. Okay. And I have to sneeze like crazy. But know. did you, you had on your mask? I had on my mask. Oh, it gets so Hell wet. no, I was not going to sneeze. Oh, I've I done sniffled, it. I bit that back because oh. I, I thought uh, people will look at me like I'm a monster. Yeah, I've had to stifle all the sneezes. And, the... <laughs> and even, but if you do have to do it and you have a mask on, you're just soaked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're just soaked. And if you have any sort of a base on or oh. anything, you you look like... Um, a cartoon character because your your actual skin color is all around your mouth versus the yeah. makeup skin color everywhere else. Anyway, I was just like I, I would have like, been panicked. Oh yeah, but I mm-hmm. I got it back, you right. know. And um, isn't that funny? And I was with a girlfriend uh-huh. uh, a week ago Monday, and we were at Legrola outside, and I swallowed wrong, and I had to cough. And my friend says to me, "Oh," she said that. That is a bad cough. I wonder if you've got the COVID. Now. Stop okay. it. Stop it. Loud, loud on a patio. Just the two of us, oh, okay. though. You know, it was yeah, just yeah. the two of us. But, I mean, do you see people yes. are jumping to conclusions now more than ever about our coughs and sneezes. It is filling bystanders with fear. And just know that you're... We've, you're, we've been conditioned this way, though, too. Yeah, I guess. You know? Because if the cough is one of the symptoms. Yeah. So it's kind of like. This is why I felt it important to bring the <laughs> University of Michigan. Yeah. Just bring this out to you that coughs and sneezes that sound disgusting fill people with fear. But in fact, they you could have, just, no you have no idea what is going yeah. on. You could just be a big wet sneezer like you are, Julia. But You're, it's always in my elbow. I, I know, but you are for a girl. I am. You do not have a lady like sneeze oh, for at all. Out loud. It is hearty. And, just like my arms. And strong. It's a strong. Just like my toes. Right. I can climb trees with those, too. But Hardy, I mean, I know people like Holly, I think you go, do, do, do. Don't you do like three in a row? 
I, I do at yeah. least three. Yeah. And I try to keep it modest in the workplace. But, but you can't. But they're like, do, do, do. Really like ladylike. And I'm just like, oh. I mean, sometimes, but it feels good when you just let it out. So, Julia, I get why you just. Yeah. I can't help it. <laughs> I don't try. I mean, it's just the way my body goes. It, it's better that than a loud burp. No, I'm trying to get rid of the sneeze shame. No, no. <laughs> I'm not doing a good job. No, I know. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. Twin Cities Pride is going bigger, bolder, and broadcast. For the first time ever, WCCO-TV is broadcasting the first hour of this year's virtual Pride Parade on June 28th from 11 to noon. My talk hosts will help MC. Plus, you can catch all the virtual Pride weekend events on tcpride.org and social media channels, including a virtual 5K, marketplace, concerts, comedy, and drag shows. Your support is critical to the future of Pride and all of our communities. Donate or get involved by texting TCPride. Pride to 44321. All right, gang, thanks for hanging out with us and thank you everybody for donating to our um, neighborhood, uh, My Talk Neighborhood Rebuilding Fund in partnership with Neighborhood Development Center to help businesses owned by people of color to rebuild and resume their businesses on the Lake Street Corridor in Midway in St. Paul and in Frogtown. Um, my talk keyword neighbor, your money is going straight into the community. We really appreciate all of our matching um, donors. Uh, today we worked with Sears Imported Auto and they doubled their donation from 1500 to 3000 And we can't thank Don and the team there enough for that. Um, tomorrow we'll ha- talk to another business in the morning on Jason's show. And then throughout the day we'll be talking to different people. So we want to really thank everybody for your generosity um, it's pretty amazing. Um, and we are grateful. So here is something, Lori, I don't know if you saw this today, but the U S open is going to go ahead. The tennis, the tennis is going to happen, but they announced it today. Oh, I see that it's they going announced to happen it with today people that it's going to happen in New York city when, during the regulars scheduled time, Andrew, New York governor, Andrew Cuomo said they were okay with going ahead with the marquee event and it's held in Queens from August 31st through September 13th. It will be without fans, but we will finally have something to watch on TV in the tennis world. We don't know who's coming. We know Roger Federer for sure is out because he's having knee surgery. We don't know about Serena Williams because people have to be um, in isolation. They're going to stay, you know, they're going to have to stay on campus. What about Wimbledon? That's already been canceled for oh, it sure. Has. That's, yeah. Okay. That's out. Well, tennis is very low on the COVID risk it's level by good. activity. It is, except, you know, people are flying in from different countries right, and do it. they want to come and all that sort of thing. But um, they are, we're hoping it's going to happen. It would be the only Grand Slam tournament that happened this year was um, the Australian Open. So we, the French was canceled, moved till I believe October, then the Wimbledon was canceled, and then this is going to happen. So that's kind of good news for People who want something different to watch on television. All the way in September, I'll be putting it down on my calendar Lori, for sure. We're not going to be at the state fair. Julia, please don't. We're going to have something else to do. Wound. I know. Well, give us something else to do. Well, Courtney Cox turned 56. and She uh, looks amazing. She got the Insta game going and she wore a tiny bikini and jumped into a pool and. You know, she's really she looked all that. She looked all that. And I like uh, Jane Fonda. Holly posted this, you know, doing a little Nas X. They star in the Gucci, their first sustainable line, Gucci off the grid. That's kind of a cool. 
It's a great. Did you look at it? It's great. And then Cardi B got her peacock uh, that comes up over her thigh and up around her booty and onto. She got it re added color to it. They a lot it. of work. A lot Whoa. of work. Holy crap! That looks painful. It, it does. I, I have, yeah. Oh, it was already colorful. It was already, yeah, but this is intense. Don't go giving Ben Affleck any ideas. Oh, oh for that big um, phoenix on his back. Yeah. Bless yeah. his heart. To oh. Quote his ex-wife. I remember when he was like, no, that's, they were like, no, that's not real. And oh, then we found we... out that it was totally real. Mm-hmm. From Jennifer Aniston. That's right. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, you know what? I'm kind of excited about this news. Um I don't. Th- I think you guys didn't watch this show, but I love this show called The Shy, which was on Showtime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it started off kind of slow, and I think it's the third season. Uh, it comes back on Showtime on uh, in, in July. But Candy Burris, who's been one of my favorite Atlanta housewives, has joined the cast. Oh, She's she got has. An acting oh, cool. Role yeah. So that's kind of exciting. And The Shy is being shown on, I think BET. Is showing the past two seasons of The Shy. That would make BET. sense. Yeah, both Viacom. And it's you know it takes place in Chicago. It's really it's really a good show. It's you know it just takes place in Chicago and it's just about the, these different lives and different people and the struggle and it's just it's just a, a terrific lot of show. people have talked about that show and like did a lot. I just I think uh, Lena Waithe uh, created this. show. Yes, you're right it, about that. It's just really good. But she's got a pretty big role on this show, really? so she tweeted about it, and I've been all up in the Atlanta Housewives business ever since. Um, Portia Williams, who's uh, Atlanta Housewife, has just been like amazing, um, speaking and talking about Black Lives Matter. Her grandfather was civil rights uh, leader that marched with Martin Luther King and right. people dismissed her and, you know, as kind of just like this flighty dighty kind of person, but she's been, she was the housewife that Andy went to. She and oh, Kamu, yeah. W. Kamu Bell to mm-hmm. talk about black lives matter three nights in a row last week. And she was amazing. Oh, good. She's not very active on t- Twitter right? or, or titter, um, but like she's on, on uh, Instagram. So then I was just kind of like looking and, I know Eve quit the Real Housewives of Atlanta or she stepped away from it. And I don't know if it's, a, you know, what's happening um, with those damn Beverly Hills Housewives. Well, if they're going to have a real show this week. Or I don't know. I thought they were. Maybe I don't it's know. a two week hiatus that they have to edit and clean up crap. Yes. Yeah, because you guys said that you think that there's something there that Bravo doesn't want you to see. Well, there there is because otherwise they would show it. I think so. Yeah, there is something there that Something's they've decided this this doesn't make anybody look good. So, but anyway, if you want to check out the shy and you have BET, I believe that they are showing that right now on uh, BET, the first two seasons. Right, and then you know maybe check out my American Soul. You know, I'm t- determined. I don't know how you squeeze it all in? Oh, Julia. <laughs> I don't know either. I really don't. Last night I, I finally watched the last episode of Ryan Murphy's Holly. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. 
Baker's, fresh for everyone.